0: What is up? Welcome back to the Side Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeAnda, and today we are here with a super special and important guest. It's my boy, Grayson. Go ahead, shout yourself out. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: super awesome. Um, We actually met each other uh, in high school. I'd say we met like once or twice in high school.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before we enlisted, I think it was once or twice.
0: Yeah, and then um, we both... We, when I joined and I went to the debt program, I remember you were there and you were like, you were either trying to join. Cause we did the big poolie event.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And you were still a white shirt and I already had gone to Mets and everything. And you right. were like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to go. I was like, all right, sweet. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, it was awesome.
1: My, my heart's racing with you bringing all this back. <laughs> dude, yeah, there's dude. so much I forgot. We, yeah, we,
0: And I remember I was like, I knew who you were, but I didn't know like everything about you. Yeah. did. So it, I, was did like, it. I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, seems like a cool kid. I mean, he was, like, we were, both of us, you know, not, like, you know, trying to blow smoke up both of our asses, but we were in better shape than a lot of the other yeah, guys. Yeah, so I, like, I
1: remember. We both were competing for guy. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure that's how we ended yeah. and you won. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we oh, both, yeah, you, and dude. we were,
0: like, let's just, you know, that's where, I, that's where we kind of met in the relationship, like, the friendship started, and then um, you actually went to boot camp a lot faster than I thought you would. Um, yeah. You took off, like, way faster and left because... Yeah didn't you, you got like a contract thrown at your feet and you were like,
1: yeah, I, um, uh, I, am sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I, um, I ended up going from Plano West, which is our high school yeah. to special programs where I graduated in quotes at my own pace.
0: Right. And, which was way faster than yeah, everybody else.
1: Exactly. Cause all it turns out I talked to my counselor cause it, it just got real bad that last year. Um, I just started skipping classes. I was like, I'm in four classes that I don't even need. The fact that our school system requires us to be there for seven hours a day for accountability purposes is ridiculous. So I just started developing this mindset where uh, I felt like I was being taken advantage of and I was having my time wasted. So I I decided to talk to my counselor. I was like, look, to be honest with you, uh, I'm not disciplined enough to sit through this bullshit, so... You can either help me find a way of only taking the courses I need, right. which is totally understandable. I'm, I'm down to do that for y'all. I mean, that sounds like a
0: good idea for pretty much anybody. Right. I figured that would it be It does, like, right?
1: Yeah. because yeah, initially I was the first two years before I discovered uh, partying my ass off junior year. It was, yes, definitely. it was AP classes, honors classes. And what I came to find out was I actually only had two and a half credits left. Whereas, and, and that's just, um, that's just two classes for two semesters and then one class for one semester. Right. So it's basically five classes total. So what I ended up doing was going to special programs and I did basically five classes worth of work in three weeks. Jeez. Yeah. So All I, of that time. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Cause I told her, I was like, look, uh, uh, My family doesn't have much. I don't plan on going to college. There's no way for me to do that right now. I'm going into the Marine Corps.
0: Oh, so you knew. I knew. You knew that you were going (laughs) to go join. Yeah. See, I didn't. I I thought like, well, I mean, everyone was, all my friends were like getting accepted into college and applying to college and, you know, some were receiving scholarships for sports and I was like, I was kind of just there, you know, like the, the very first semester of my senior year, they were like you know, my counselors were like, where are you going? Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go to college, you know, obviously just saying that, but I was like, I'm going to go to college. And, um, eventually like second semester, that's where it it didn't happen. You know, like I was eating up all this time and doing all these things and nothing, you know, I didn't apply anywhere. I didn't, you know, I said I was going to go here and I was in some stupid relationship with this girl. And like, (laughs) I was just like, what am I doing? And then one day I bumped into our recruiter. Yeah. Gunny. Uh, well, now Gunny Lee. I bumped into him and he was just like, hey man, like. Richard Lee. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He was like, what do, you, what do you think about the military? And I, literally that morning we bumped into each other. That night I was signing paperwork. I That's was ju- how he works, yeah, man. It was just that fast. You- and I was just, cause I didn't have anywhere to go. I realized I wasn't going to do anything. So I was like, shit, military it is. My dad was in the Marine Corps. I came inside. I said, hey dad, I talked to a recruiter. He said. Okay, for what branch? And I said, the Marine Corps. He goes, are you going to join? I said, yeah, I just signed paperwork. He's like, all right, good luck. And that was that. Wow, and really? Yeah, just that simple. And that's how fast it was.
1: What, what's crazy is um, my grandfather was a, a sniper. He was a volunteer. He didn't even have to wait for the draft to get selected. He volunteered uh, when Vietnam popped off. And he was a Marine sniper. And he was the only one in our family that was absolutely adamant that I didn't enlist. And, yeah, because my mom, uh, she cried. I was 17. I was ready to leave, and she knew, like, I had a rough upbringing. And, um, you know, everyone's got their problems, but mine was especially dysfunctional, and I needed to get out of there. So (laughs) I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to do this. You can do it. You can help me do it now. Right. Or we can BS and wait another eight months, and I can do it when I turn 18.
0: But, I mean, regardless, you were going
1: Right, exactly. so. And my grandfather basically just told me, he he doesn't talk about it, and he took me into his. Uh, he has a war room at his house in okay. in Rockwall. Yeah. yeah, he's got like all this memorabilia and all these weapons, and he basically just showed me a bunch of his buddies uh, in these photos, and was like, "Are you okay with losing your arms and losing your legs? And um, let's say you do survive, you'll never be the same." Uh, talking about, you know. Just some some stuff that is lost on our generation. Things like... Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, yeah, some you, wisdom there.
0: You lose... I mean, it's a totally different time. And, and what they went through is... You know, you see it a lot. Vets now and vets then. Totally different mindset. You Agreed. know, people back then when they were like, you know, oh, I just want to come home. I want to make it home safe, alive, and just be able to be with my family. And then you look at vets now or people who are currently enlisted and they're like, I just want to blow shit up and get, you know, get wild with the boys. You know what I'm saying? It's a different mindset. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, speaking on stuff like that, it's, it, it's, you know, my dad was the same way. He was like, are you, I mean, he wasn't, no one was really against me joining, you know, because they, they
1: knew you were a bad
0: motherfucker. <laughs> they were just like, I mean like, okay, but understand what you're getting yourself into, you know, but, you, you kind of take that small piece of you. You're like, okay, yeah, like if, if, you know, currently the Afghanistan war was kind of like slowing down really. That's when it was kind of like, oh, we're there. We're not really there. We're there. We're not really there. And then like, you know, back and forth. But at the same time, you're like, well, it doesn't matter. I didn't join for peacetime. You know, everyone f- joins the Marine Corps. Cause they're like, shoot a lot, blow up a lot. Meanest, toughest. That's why we go to exactly. the Marine Corps, you know? So it's, if it does happen, bet, like, let's do it. Like, I want to be with those guys, yeah, which is why people yeah. are drawn to it, you know? And, and because when, I mean, before you step into it, you don't know, you see the Marine Corps and you're like, all those guys do, everyone's a grunt. That's what you see yeah, in the exactly. Marine Corps, you're like, everyone's yeah. a grunt. Everyone shoots a machine gun or everyone shoots a rifle. Yeah. And it's not until you step in that you're like, oh, there is supply there is logistics there's all these other things you're like oh okay that makes more sense you're like that's not what i was reaching for but yeah. that's not how they hype it up yeah you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly. it's definitely not how they hype you it might up. end
1: up at a desk job but at the end of the day every marina rifleman yeah so exactly still get, and they and you train you the same the you know yeah. you go
0: to boot camp they treat you the exact same way <laughs> sorry there's chloe it's-
1: Chloe, ladies and gentlemen, is my service dog, and <laughs> yeah. she felt like making a cameo appearance. I don't know why she's whining, but uh, she'll get it. I think over she was it.
0: looking at the guinea pig. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's um, a big ass guinea pig. Yeah. Things fuck fucking
1: yeah. ginormous.
0: But yeah. yeah. So, you know, people, you know, we, you know, I mean, but they talk about the Marine Corps, and I mean, both of us have been through it and gotten out of it. It's, I don't regret it. I don't regret anything. I feel like it, it taught us so much stuff about ourselves and then like you know just the things that we've been through with other marines or in the military and doing all this you know weird interesting stuff i mean it it, it's for the best yeah
1: i i agree entirely and you know i I feel like uh, i apologize i feel like i kind of took us on a tangent but back to your your original question um what ended up happening to me is is kind of what happened to you gunnery sergeant lee yeah who was then a staff sergeant, and, and ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have heard some shady things about recruiters, they're all shady, but we were lucky enough to get one that stuck around long enough to see how we were doing.
0: Definitely, and he, and he told us how it was, you know, and that's yeah. the thing you got to you gotta get for uh, a recruiter is make sure they're shooting straight and they're telling the truth, you know, because you'll get the guys who tell you, oh, it's this, it's that, it's great, it's not great, uh, or, you know, they're just like, Man, you you had the craziest time. You'll shoot guns every single day, and you'll dig holes and sleep in them, and you'll, you'll just have a freaking blast. And so, and, but he was like, hey, man, look. He's like, either you're going to be a grunt or you're going to be logistics, and you might work in an AC office, or you might work in a warehouse, or maybe you're going to be digging holes as a grunt. And he's like, that's just how it is. It's all different. You got to make sure they're straight shooters and they' and they're being honest you know what I'm saying
1: yeah because uh, unfortunately a lot of recruiters and and I actually found this out firsthand um, because I graduated early my ship I graduated in May right of 2015 and by the time I went through maps and, and was in the Debt, my contract my initial contract my infantry contract was December 14th. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my infantry, Chloe, you are something else, sit, good girl, sorry, oh, nope, that's, that's not that, no, nope. my, uh, Chloe, <laughs> sorry, Chloe, no, hey. One sec. Okay. Do
0: your
1: thing, man. Yeah, let, let me let me get her a treat because otherwise she's gonna act up. Chloe, get the fuck out of the way.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. We took a pause because Chloe <laughs> Chloe was acting up. So, yeah. Uh, she she's she's a
1: service dog in training. Oh, yeah. So, so gave she's gave her a treat. She's, she's currently showed. looking for trouble, but <laughs> she only likes to act up when we're around company. But um yeah, so uh, what what I was saying is um we got lucky with our recruiter, but when I enlisted, like a lot of people did, um, it's what you were saying earlier is, you know, we came straight out of high school. And a lot of people, yeah. it turns out, don't do that.
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot of people live full lives and then they're like 26, 27. They're like, I'm Mid-life just going go to Yeah, in the military. Exactly. They're like, go do something interesting yeah. with my life.
1: I had so many Lance Corporals that were like 27, 28 years old. And I was like, dude, yeah, I don't even want to tell you what to do. I had just a
0: Lance to- Corporal turn 30 and I was a 22-year-old sergeant really? and I was like... Well,
1: what's crazy is you try to give them all the respect in the world because a big thing in the military is, um, you know, the lower your rank, the the more stupid you're treated.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a true thing. Definitely a true thing. And the
1: reality is that that's not even the case. You know, it's like give people the respect they deserve based off of the age that they are. But obviously they need to respect your rank. Of course. Yeah, definitely. But (laughs) something I noticed is it was actually a thing at times where I would have like... A 27 28 year old dude just turn into a turtle and, and a shy little you know unresponsive yeah. unintelligent it would seem undisciplined person all because they were a pfc or a lance and yeah. they just seem so scared around and other it, people and it's other really
0: people. funny that you bring that up because i used to say this a lot um I, it's something i just used to notice that, like i would get a 26 27 year old pfc or lance corporal and you know i'm a corporal, and then someone. I was a sergeant, uh, y- you see them, and they just kind of... You know, you show up, and you're like, hey, how old are you? They're like, oh, I'm 27. You're like, oh, okay, so you're a bit older. And they're like, yeah, I went to college. I had a job. I have a ho- Like, I had a house. I knew how all this adult stuff worked. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, sweet. Let's do this, this, this. And then you see them. They get grouped in with the young lance corporals or the young, you know, junior enlisted, and then they just start acting like 18, 19-year-olds who never done really anything you know like they're just they're asking ridiculous questions about you know stupid stuff they're acting out they're undisciplined and you're like where is this coming from right like i definitely thought you should be the smarter one here you know what i'm saying right and then you you get this you get some who are who are pretty on point like i used to have this guy where he was like i said he's a 30 year old lance corporal but the dude was on point he was smart respectful he knew what he was doing his job like he was taking care of business man and a, a lot of respect to that guy because, I mean, he was a grown man. and He didn't let the rank define him, you know. Uh, and, you know, like you said, the lower the rank, sometimes people treat you a different way. But he didn't let that affect him. And it, But he wasn't, you know, out of pocket. Talk about, like oh, you're a sergeant, you're, like, 22, you know, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, you know, he was right. very kind and respectful, so big shout out to that guy.
1: Yeah, man, I, I had a, we called him the Grand Old, or Grand Old Lance Commandant, or something like that, I, I don't remember, you, you know, the Grand Old Marine Corps? Yeah. This dude's name, uh, uh, well, I can't remember it for the life of me, probably a good thing, but he, uh, <laughs> his, <laughs> This guy was 27 years old, and I swear to God, he looked like he was 50-something. Oh, God, you always see that sometimes, man. Yeah, like some sort of crackhead out of Utah. (laughs) And uh, this guy, uh, slowly, you know, your relationships unfold. You start to get to know your your boots better. And this was when I was stationed in Japan, my first duty station in Iwakuni. And this guy, uh, it turns out, was a male stripper. In Vegas no doubt for yeah. seven years wow and seven straight years seven of Vegas Vegas yeah that'll no eat away at somebody yeah I mean. and uh he uh he struggled with so many issues but by the time it was all said and done we were laughing about it and he actually gave me all the spots <laughs> <laughs> gave me all the spots because after japan uh i came back to uh cali and i was stationed in barstow and, uh, I, I don't know if any of y'all have watched the movie too fast, too furious, but <laughs> yeah. there's the scene where, uh, Tracy Williams, I think, or, or whatever his name is, the black guy, he's like, uh, I ain't going back to Barstow. <laughs> <laughs> that, all that's there is a prison in a military base, man. I saw so much crazy shit there, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Uh, the, two weeks before I got there, there was a shooting at the Walmart, uh, down the street from base. Um, one of our Marines, uh, he was a reservist who had been activated. He was this 28 year old Lance dude was on crutches cause he had just broken his leg and he was on a motel. That's literally within stone's throw distance from the base gate PMO police, or actually the base was so small. We didn't have PMO. They were civilian Barstow city police. Dear those God. are, those are the ones who patrolled our base Oh man. and held our gates. And it was just a, a weekday. In the middle of the night, and this poor bastard got held at gunpoint loading stuff into his truck. And it was his first week there, and he didn't have a barracks room yet. So he was just staying at the motel. Literally, I'm telling you, I could throw a a football or a tennis ball and hit the front door of his uh, motel room from where the police were at, at the gate. And this guy got held up at gunpoint by two guys and laughed at them because he thought it was a joke. Oh no. So they dude. pistol whipped him, took his crutches, oh my took God. all of his stuff out of his pockets and stole the guy's truck. All of this happened in front of the Barstow City Police as they were guarding our gate. Jesus. And uh, he they didn't see any of it. They didn't see any of it. This man crawled. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this poor bastard. <laughs> crawled with a broken leg a contusion on his forehead and all of his shit's missing and his truck just got taken and he crawled to the base gate he's like what the fuck guys <laughs> where were you and uh you know that was just that was my opening week man we had yeah. hobos sneak up across the gate
0: dude it's it they, ain't no joke like yeah dude it's my, wild my first experience with I guess the, not really the Marine Corps, but the Fleet Marine Corps, you know, like the Fleet Marine Force. I'm meeting, you know, I'm young, just got promoted to Lance Corps on my first day in the fleet, so I'm like, this is awkward. You oh, know what did I'm you saying? really? You well, got promoted. I got promoted at got the schoolhouse on the first. Oh, okay. And then uh, when I left the schoolhouse on the first, you know, I got um, that uh, promotion. And then uh, second, I show up, and they're, you know, and they're like, oh, you're a Lance, like, how long have you been a Lance? And I'm like, I've been a Lance for like a day. And they're like, Perfect, you know? Wow. So, I'm, you, you're meeting all these people, and then, you know, three, four days later, uh, I'm getting kind of, like, comfortable with the platoon, finally, and uh, the corporal comes up to me, and he's like, you got a driver's license? And I was like, yeah, I got a driver's license. He goes, cool, because you're going to be the DD tonight. Oh, I man. I was like, all right, yeah, no big deal. I'll be the DD, so what? Whatever. Ain't no big deal. Um. He's like, hey, I'm just going to let you know, we're going over to a dude's house. He's kind of whacked out. And I was like, what do you mean he's whacked out? And he was like, well, he got, he retired medically from the Marine Corps um, not too long ago. And um, he's kind of just been different since Afghanistan. I was like, okay, you know, no big deal. Like, I'm just going to be like super nice and, you know, not, don't be a dick. Don't be that guy, you know. Don't be that new guy. So I was like, Alright, cool, just kinda be cool and you know, like we we were with artillery and artillery's very tight knit group, you know what I'm saying? When we take each other in, like we take each other in very, very, you know, seriously and calmly and not like, oh, it's the new guy, whatever, welcome. It's like, okay, hey, you're with us now. This is how we this is how we do shit around here and you run with us now.
1: I like that. Yeah, actually. and it was awesome. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, so we go over there, we're drinking, partying, and he was like, you know, um, He was doing this, they were doing this thing where it's like, we play beer pong, and if you don't make a cup, you get trolled, and they throw you underneath the the table. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, whatever. I missed all my cups, didn't make a single one. (laughs) Yeah, high school didn't pay (laughs) off, then did it. Yeah, definitely did not. And uh, I go underneath the the table, and uh, next time he plays, he gets trolled, so he has to go um, underneath us, underneath the table. So he takes my spot. So I'm like, I'm laughing, you know, I'm getting off the table. I'm like, ah, it's crazy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he grabs me by my t-shirt, pulls me in, and then reaches behind him and pulls his gun out and just racks one back. And I'm, he puts it to my head and goes, what's so funny, boot? And I'm like, this is a joke. I was like, this is a joke. And I look down the barrel, and I can see the tip of the round. And I'm like, this isn't a joke. I was like, this guy is holding me at gunpoint in the middle of the party everyone is is watching people are drinking around like it's like this isn't a big deal and i'm just like yo like this guy's about to blow my fucking brains out and no one's gonna do anything about it <laughs> and then he kind of just like stared at me and it was that very serious moment where you could just cut the tension between us with a fucking knife you know and he was like you know what i'm just kidding and yet nobody like said anything nobody did anything once he you know put his gun away and I was like, did anyone else see that? I was like, am I the only one who saw this happen? And they're like, some people were like, yeah, don't worry about that. He just does stuff like that every now and then. And I was like, yo, I was like, if this is like what I'm getting myself into, I was like, it was very strange. But you know, you kind of just roll with it and you're like, well, I'm here now, so I might as well. And I never really went around that guy anymore. But I mean, that was just, you know, that was my introduction. They're like, this is a community that you're in now that's and crazy it, man yeah it, it was a wild wild experience
1: well and, and what's so nuts about it is that that I have a very similar um, experience right when I got into the Marine Corps yeah and it was uh, I was in combat training MCT um, and this dude Sergeant Higby this guy was dark horse three five dark horse ladies and gentlemen they have a tribute video on YouTube uh, you can watch it. They lost like 84 guys in uh, one deployment, which at the time was, was pretty unheard of. And um, basically, no. And basically, this man, um, he always had a horseshoe of in. He was this short Hispanic guy. And um, this dude was so messed up that he was always making faces like he was in pain or something like that, like grinding his teeth. He was always super angry, dropped a lot of F bombs. And, uh, our first day in, he asked us all, he was like, what are you guys doing here? Like, what, why did you enlist? And, um, you know, you got all these shitty, half-ass, naive 18-year-old boot answers like, I want to serve my country. Or, yeah,
0: the same same thing, yeah, everybody. Well, served, well, what everyone, quote-unquote, wants to hear. Well, and
1: you can sense the sincerity in somebody's voice when they say they want to serve their country. If there's a, a fire, like some passion behind it, then you know that there's a story there. But a lot of these guys they just they don't know why they joined they maybe they didn't have anything else maybe they're lacking social skills and didn't know how to answer the question but a lot of these guys were were just genuinely you know in my eyes I saw them as as sheep in a way like we were in this brotherhood and you know we just went through boot camp and a lot of people don't think of it this way but you don't know what's going on in boot camp no, absolutely not, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you ain't seen shit yet. When you enlist, you see the first thing they do is shave your head and pile you into a room, a big and ass make you warehouse. Strip down, yeah, exactly. Like, My fondest memory, freaking
0: naked and put you in tidy whities Yeah, you're all looking like a bunch of bowling shoulder pins.
1: to shoulder, nut to butt, with 200 other men, yep. and you are butt ass naked. Yeah. Not only are you butt-ass naked, you don't get to sleep for the first three days. You don't get to sit. I mean, you Lots didn't. Lots of standing, so yeah. much standing. Your God. lower back starts to hurt. My feet never even hurt. It was always my lower back. Oh, really? It was my always feet my were lower done. Back. They, yeah, that's a big thing. Give you
0: some brand new sneakers to run around, and then yeah. you have to break in.
1: I, I never once got blisters in the Marine Corps on my God. feet. Never yeah, once. Yeah, I never got those either. You yeah, know? it was like the biggest thing, and, and my feet really never hurt. It was always my knees and my lower back. It and was
0: never blisters on my feet, but man, my my feet hurt. But I never yeah. got blisters, which yeah. I was happy about
1: yeah me too and the 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 thing that happens whenever you first get to boot camp is called receiving week and uh if i'm all over the place let me know by yeah, the dude, way dude
0: it's called the side conversations yeah. podcast for yeah. a reason so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. ahead and talk yeah
1: i appreciate that man because I, I go on and yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. know that but the, the passion starts to build so pretty soon <laughs> you and i it's gonna be like a dude. yeah but no i'm serious so so check this out Y'all who, for those of you who don't know, you, you go into boot camp. you shave your head, you get butt ass naked with a bunch of your buddies. Yeah, <laughs> you, true, uh, true. you get filtered like rats in a concentration camp through all of these different vaccinations, getting your gear issued. And all the while, while you're not sleeping, you're also staying in a squad bay, but it's not your squad bay. It's just your receiving squad bay. So for the first three days, you're in this squad bay and, I'm talking the toilets are overflowing with piss and shit there. There's no sheets on the beds. You're not allowed to shower for the first three days either. So literally yeah, you, you just smell awful. You <laughs> you're standing, you haven't slept. And every time you go to the restroom, it's like something out of a fucking horse show. And I, not
0: only that, you're dodging these dudes in these big green hats. You're like, yeah, don't but, yeah. look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't even get close to them. Cause you, you know, it's for some people, it's their first experience of getting like disciplined and like if you get closest and you know, you're so like all over the place and you're trying not to fall asleep and the second your eye just starts to fall, this random guy who you've never met before comes gets in your face and starts freaking out. Yeah. And he can't touch you yet. Yeah. He tell and he yeah. tells they tell you that yep. too. They're like they're freaking out screaming at you like they're like, If you think this is bad, just wait till I get to put my freaking hands on you. And you're like, what does that mean? You're like, what does this mean? Yeah, they. And he says, I can't it you yet, but I'll get you. And they they take names, man. They remember faces.
1: <laughs> they can't haze you for the the first week. For the first week, you are uh, you're good. And um, so for the first week, you're chilling. Yeah, you know? you're big chilling. And I remember I was getting a I was getting a vaccination too loud. No, you're good. good. I was getting a vaccination, and I was standing in line with my shirt over my shoulders. And when I was 15, I got my first two tattoos. Oh, yeah. The one that's on my chest. I
0: remember you showing those tattoos at like parties and shit. Yeah, I was like, God, these yeah, were so Yeah, bad.
1: they were so bad, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ladies, uh, I, I, I wish that, you know, y- y- your listeners could, well, the, if they follow me on Instagram. Yeah, if they I'll follow you on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. they'll find man, out. Man. I, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me if that's an ice cream sundae on my ribs or if it's a bowl of ramen or something. I'm like, no, it's two hands. <laughs> And it's actually, it's funny because one of the hands is missing a line. So there's two thumbs coming out of one hand. And it's, I was with, I was with uh, a buddy of mine and I got the one on my chest and I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the dude was drawing up my second tattoo and it took him 40 minutes. And by the time he was done, I literally looked at it and I told my boy, I was like, yo, I don't want to get that on me. <laughs> And he was like, we were in like the Projects of McKinney. This dude was tatted from his scalp to his fingertips. He was like, dude, you better fucking get it. He just spent 40 minutes drawing it. <laughs> You're like, well, okay, I can either yeah, get a shitty tattoo yeah, or get stabbed. Yeah, Which one exactly, do I want? dude. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Oh, all right, man, I'll get the tattoo. Oh, but the, anyways, it, it's of two hands holding each other. Like like when you bro handshake somebody, when you yeah, know dab yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. up with dog tags hanging from it. And I was too young to have been prior service. So one of the DIs, the drill instructors grabbed me and he just looked at me and he grabbed me by my collar and he laughed and he pulled me into the building. I was like, oh, thank God. Air conditioning. (laughs) 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 Little did I know there were a bunch of drill instructors just in there shooting the shit. And he's like, this white boy has a meat tattoo. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and they were like is that right Show us your meat and i was like i was like, <laughs> I was like what i was like well, happening?" yeah and uh this is like day two man it, we had just been up all day and all night the day prior and so it was like s- seven in the morning eight in the morning uh-huh. the sun was coming up yeah, yeah, yeah and um yeah i showed them my tattoo dude and, and they were like They were like, did you fucking serve? And I was like, no, sir. And and this black recruiter was like, or this black drill instructor was like, where are you from, motherfucker? And I was like, Texas, sir. And he's like, oh, you're from Texas, huh? And I was like, yes, sir. He's like, is that why both the hands are white? And I was like, this recruit forgot to get one of them filled in, sir. And And he was like... Bullshit! You're a racist,
0: motherfucker. And he's like, yeah, bro. They pull these yeah, cards on yeah, people, like, yeah. and it's it's nothing wrong, like, but like, you see, um, I mean, obviously the Marine Corps is super diverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they yeah. they pull these tricks on you to make you freak out. Like they don't like like with you that that black drill instructor. He doesn't think you're a racist. He doesn't think anything of yeah. it. He just wants to make you uncomfortable so you'll start freaking out and you'll start being like uh, 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 and you know he because and he's trying to break you down and that's you know like nobody's racist nobody's none of that they just want to make you so uncomfortable and put you in a situation you've never been in before exactly you know it's, what I'm
1: it's, saying it's the it's the culture shock
0: yeah and and like I <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh oh we got a good yeah, one coming dude, huh? just like what, all the like it? the
0: I, I had his uh a drill instructor and um his name was Sergeant Renteria. I don't know where he's at now. I, I know that he became a senior drone instructor. And then after that, I think that was like the last I heard of him. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he was from Texas. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was like, he was like, who here is from Texas one day in the chow hall? You know what I'm saying? He was like, who's from Texas? We all raised our hands. And this is like, we're into like second phase. And you, you know what I'm saying? So we're getting, we know the drone instructors. The drone instructors know us. And he was like, all right, raise your hand if you're from Texas in the chow hall. And we all raised our hands. It was like five of us. And he goes, all of you get up right now. Follow me. And I was like, yo. And I was like, damn it. I was like, because that, that guy was, he was like, if he calls you out, you're fucked. Like, it, <laughs> he was only there to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. He wasn't there to teach you or do anything. He was just specifically there to hurt you. But, I mean, he was a great guy. And um, so he takes us into the squad bay. And we're like, shit, 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 shit. And he's like, he comes up to like each recruit. And he's like, where are you from in Texas? And he would tell him. And he's like. Oh, yeah, I've been there before. And I was like, what? And then he comes up to me and he goes, where are you from? I was like, oh, I lived in Plano. He goes, Plano? Where? And I was like, F- uh, Frankfurt and Tollway. He goes, I used to drive the Tollway to work every single day. I was like, that's so. I was like, is this guy being nice to us right now? Yeah. Well, you're trying to maintain bearing because you're like, this yeah. ain't- something's not right. You right. don't
1: know if it's a setup or yeah, not. Yeah, you're
0: like, something ain't right. And he starts going down the line, asking people. He goes, yeah, you know, he's making jokes. He's like, oh, if I ever see you on leave and you're wearing your dog tags, I'll fucking drop kick you or something. So we're all like, kind of like laughing.
1: Oh, it's dead, and then, yeah. like, you know, I was
0: like, and then we hear the boots knocking the ground. They're like, and he's like, he looks out the window and goes, Oh, the rest of the platoon's here, huh? He goes, You guys ready? And we were like, Huh? And then, as soon as they start running up the, the, the stairs, he oh, just starts dude, fucking yeah, in yeah. the shit out of us. Oh, and he goes, "Like, You think we're friends? You think we're buddies? And he's like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like Dude, just hazing. Oh shit. my god, I'm like, Bro, stop. And he was like, He's like, you thought we were friends, don't you? And I was like, no, sir. He was like, bullshit. Bro,
1: (laughs) my my rack mate in boot camp. His name was, uh, his name was Russell. And this man um, came into boot camp pretty overweight, and he was just a goofball in general. He's a goofy dude. Yeah. And so he got this shit. Kicked out of him the entire time he was in boot camp. But he was my rackmate, so I got the shit kicked out of me. And of one
0: course, that's that's always yeah. how it happens, dude. It's yeah. and, guilty by association, exactly, bro, all it, the time.
1: And one night, this this kid was on fire watch, and he was guarding the front post. And in the scribe book, he drew a picture of. He drew a picture of Batman. Oh my God, dude! And. They caught him and the next day he was getting it'd, and they made him take his picture of Batman with him everywhere. And <laughs> so, uh, this, this guy's doing jumping jacks and burpees and mountain climbers and all this stuff, and he's kicking sand all over the place. We were in Pendleton at the time, space two and this guy is just getting his shit pushed in on a daily basis and his, he's getting further and further from his Batman drawing while he's getting <laughs> I T and this drill instructor was like, you don't want to forget your buddy, do you? And he was like, no, sir." He was like, go get Batman. Go get Batman. And so he would like sprint and go get Batman. And, um, it was hilarious because this kid just finally lost his shit one day. And this, this drill instructor was like, uh, he he said something in, in the response to any command that is or any request that isn't a command is aye I, I, sir. Yeah. So he was like, Aye, sir. And the kid was like, aye, sir. And the drill instructor was like, no, aye, I, I, sir. And the kid was like, aye, sir. And then the drill <laughs> the drill instructor started going, um, He's like, oh sir. And the kid, straight up to this DI, goes, Oh sir. And he's like, do you want to play games, motherfucker? And he's like, yes, sir. And he's like, get the fuck up. And he's like, you're going to scream the fucking Batman theme song the entire way we run. And he's like, Batman. And he's like, hit it. Just randomly for the rest for the rest of the phase, oh he's like, he's like, Russell hit it, and this kid would go, at the top of his lungs wherever we were. Oh my
0: god, dude! I used to have this kid. Now I don't know if he listens, but you know, for privacy purposes, we're obviously gonna keep his name confidential. But there was a kid, and there was an instructor. It wasn't a specific drill instructor. There was just, well, it was a specific drill instructor, but we won't release his name. uh. He would come in all the time early in the morning and uh, kind of like, you know, mess with us. You know what I'm saying? Help, help the other uh, drill instructors out and, you know, mess with us and, and, you know, basically help us with BDR. Like, they're not there. I mean, the drill instructor's one goal is to get BDR complete. You know what I'm saying? Basic daily routine. That's yeah. what they're, they're for. Yeah. The fuck-fuck the games, it's just, you know, it just has to happen. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the Small lessons in a, in a big, you know, uh, lesson. So, um, they called this one recruit P-Pants. Okay, because he can I, had... A, can I guess why? Yeah, you can totally guess why. And right.
1: in, in the in the listening audience, <laughs> if I guess this right, you all owe me $50. <laughs> Is it because he peed his pants? He
0: pees his pants multiple times. Oh, wow. And he had a he had a reputation for it early in the morning, you know what oh, I'm saying? wow. But, I mean, you'd be surprised how many grown men still, you know, sometimes go to the bathroom. And it's not... Intentional, unintentional. No, it's crazy how
1: much you you remember because I've forgotten so much of this, but you're actually bringing back all this stuff. We we had people develop; it was like a thing. It was a syndrome from the stress where they would just piss their pants randomly in their sleep.
0: And sometimes, like it was, it was like we'd wake up in the morning because before you go to bed in boot camp, they make you chug a canteen because you're supposed to quote unquote stay hydrated. Oh yeah, and then like they wake you up early in the morning. And then they just make you stand there. And, you know, you got to go to the bathroom the worst when you wake up. So, like, as soon as you wake up, you're like, man, I got to go piss. And the drill instructors are like, all right, well, we're going to take a quick second. You guys wait. You got to count off. Or someone messes up the count. You got to count again. You're like, dude, I got to go to the bathroom. And if you're fidgeting, they're like, well, what's wrong? You got to go to the bathroom or something? So, yeah. anyways.
1: Well, cause you don't have an alarm clock. No, you either, don't. So, you can't wake up prior. No, you to, can't. To it's, it's lights, 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 and you get up.
0: So... Anyways, this the drill instructor comes up to, um, you know, quote-unquote, pee pants. I'm not going to use his name. And then um, he comes up, and the guy's like, he's fidgeting, you know what I'm saying? But he's keeping it cool. And before, I'd never really seen the ugly side that, you know, sometimes comes out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Never anything, Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just anything super,
1: super like dark and, and yeah, kind of know? like, Oh wow. That was actually pretty kinda messed pretty, up. You yeah. Know? Like, like most lo-
0: of the stuff, I was pretty like thick skin. So like sometimes I'd see it, I'd be like, hey, it's It's like, funny. Oh,
1: you know, he's, he's trying to make me better. Of course. By that's what, what I up. always
0: saw it as, as yeah. I saw it as like, he's just being a big brother. He's just toughening me up. Yeah. But one day this drone instructor comes in, he goes, You're pee pants, huh? And the recruits like, yes, sir. You know? And he was like, so why don't you do it? And the recruit, I like, dude, like I was kind of just like that right there, kind of made me snap. And I kind of looked down the the line, and I'm watching the exchange now. Joel instructor's like, "Why don't you do it?" And the recruit's like, "This recruit doesn't know what you're talking about." He goes, "Piss your pants." Oh shit! And I was like, "Dude, I like I like." And there, in those situations, you want to step out and just be like, you want to be like, you want to be like, "Come on, man, are you serious? You're gonna make a grown man go to the bathroom like in his pants? Like, what's your problem?" You know what I'm saying? And, and, but you can't, you know, because they're, they're the authoritative figure and you can't just step out of, of that, you know? Right. So they're, I was they're like, the bully
1: on the block and there's nothing yeah. you can do about and I it. I
0: was kind of like, yo, like what is about to happen? You know what I'm saying? I was like, please, like, I was like, bro, be a man and just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. keep it, keep it a buck and just be like, no, not going to do it. And he, and you know, he's holding us up and he was like, we're not going to go send everyone to the bathroom until you go to the bathroom. Right. Here.
1: Oh my. And I'm wow. just
0: like, yo. And we stood there for five, six minutes in complete silence. And then eventually it happens. He, he like on himself. And I was like, yo, I was like, that's wow. I was like, that is a little too much. You know, I was like, wow! that's some disrespect. But he kept it. G, you know what I'm saying? Like he was like, like, yeah, we, you know, I we brought my it pants. in. <laughs> yeah. We brought it in. He was like, so what? He was like, he was like, eventually he was like, it just got to the point where he was like, I was going to do it. He was like, I got an extra pair of shorts. I was just going to do it. But, you know, that's questionable stuff happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just like, you look at it and you go, I don't I don't understand that. But maybe it did have a purpose. Maybe it didn't. But, you know, you just see random stuff in, in training. You know, you just see very random stuff.
1: Do you mind if we take a break real yeah, quick and ahead. I can walk her?
0: Yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. We just took another break. Uh, took Chloe out and then met some dude who told us about his missing dog and how he murdered
1: a dog. <laughs> like what the fuck? Sliced a Great Dane's throat. Yeah. Or like, Bull Mastiff. One of the two.
0: It wasn't even like a calm kind of like bring up. He we kind he was like
1: very very passionate about the story. Yeah. He and by passionate like, I mean. Yeah, edgy.
0: Yeah. He was like, yeah. They don't like to walk the dog at this time. So, uh, really glad. You know, and then he just started talking about, like, someone stole my dog and sliced the throat of another... I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I was like, he was all, like, whacked out and I was
1: like... I'm telling you, man, <laughs> we're over here talking about the dark shit we saw in the Marine Corps and some fucking just edgy dude comes out of nowhere yeah i killed my dog yes, that's how he I starts the story he's like what he starts talking he's like yeah you know and th- well no I, yeah actually I, I did kill this dog um but yeah and we're just like if, please stop talking yeah you're like please dude this is talking. this is very strange
0: man the voice but... in
1: my head is just going throat chop this motherfucker <laughs> so we can leave
0: dude, very scary uh man but no like um so back to to boot camp um but, you know, all these things happen, you know, like weird things happen. And, and you know, you, you see some stuff that's kind of just like, is it training or is it it's character building? Um, but they beat it into your head at that at that uh, stage where it's like, okay, you're a Marine now. You're not just a regular person. You're not just a normal civilian. You're a Marine. And, and before, because there it's not you're a supply person you're uh, a logistics person it's like you are a they treat everyone like you're gonna be a grunt you know they teach yeah. you how to shoot they yeah. teach you to teach all these uh combatives and stuff and they drill it into your brain that you're not a supply person you're not a logistics person you are a united states marine you're mean you're tough and you're aggressive and you're gonna learn how to kill and if people you know try to take advantage of you you put a boot in their chest. And that's what they, that's your mindset from then on out. It's like, you're this. And then, you know, they try to become, um, you know, you get into other things.
1: (laughs) There's Chloe again, ladies and gentlemen.
0: And then, um, you know, you, you get into the fleet Marine force and you kind of, you know, take in, uh, the new mindset of what your job is and, and stuff like that. Uh, and then you kind of, your journey kind of just starts, you know, that's where you become and who you really will end up being for the rest of your Marine Corps career. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And, and it was interesting. Your your fleet story kind of reminded me, my my first uh, week in the fleet, uh, I was a Pogue. So yeah. my, my I wasn't expecting much of a challenge, to be honest with you, because when I finally found out what my MOS was... I was like, oh, you know, 0651 information systems. Um, I was a, a nerd herd guy, basically geek squad yeah. with a gun. And I found out real quick that I was fucked for the next two years. I might as well carry around a, a bowl of chalk with me and just keep my pants down around my ankles because <laughs> I was getting so fucked on a daily basis. I uh, it, Our first day in the fleet was a Wednesday. I'll never forget it. June 16th of 2016. Yeah. It was a warm Wednesday night (laughs) in Iwakuni, Japan. And our gunny knew that there was an issue. We were setting up a classroom for a PME um, the next morning. And something wasn't working on one of the computers. Just one of the laptops. Just one. And instead of letting us replace the laptop, our gunnery sergeant told us that we had to figure it out it was 2300 on a wednesday yeah first day of the fleet and in hindsight that's nothing but yeah at the time I at was the like,
0: time that's kind of a huge shock like, you're like what like, the it's hell yeah.
1: it's it's 11 p.m i want to go to sleep like what yeah. the fuck got up at five this morning pt went to chow went to work by like zero seven zero seven thirty. 7 yeah and so it was, it was 2300 and our uh say your stomach
0: no I think that was you (laughs) could
1: could you hear that
0: yeah I could definitely hear that wow
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh wow sorry about that all right back back to the story um yeah no so I um I asked our gunny I was like gunny if you know what's wrong with it why don't you just show us how to fix it so we can know what to do I was like, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" Boo? Bold move. Bold. Move, well, I, yeah. I I I didn't know because I had uh, come from Twenty Nine Palms and I was there for six months. And in Twenty Nine Palms, I was the CC, so I was a class commander, and so I was used to talking to staff and COs. Yeah. Uh, so I had a gunny directly above me, and then a staff sergeant. I was his uh, liaison to the lower enlisted, so I was I was used to it, you know. And yeah, but um,
0: you weren't. You didn't know that that wasn't how it. Yeah. yeah that, that, like, that's like in those... my
1: mind, I was like, oh. You, and that was another thing. I showed up to the fleet as a, as a Lance Corporal who had been a Lance Corporal for a few months. Um, and I had a green belt. Yeah. And it was just unheard of at the time. And it wasn't a good thing because it highlighted me. You're like, how the fuck did you get a green belt already? You haven't even been in the fleet. You're a meritorious PFC, meritorious Lance Corporal. You don't rate shit. Um, yeah.
0: And you just come from a schoolhouse environment where you're able to talk to staff, and you got yeah, com- not complacent but comfortable.
1: My best friend in the schoolhouse was my staff sergeant. He was a sadistic asshole, yeah. And so I, I was like, oh, dude, this gunny seems really cool. He was the sweetest, you know, most docile, total workaholic. Never went home, but he was this little Irishman, you know, Gunny O'Rourke, and he was. Later, it turned out he was my uh, he was in my corner when my NCOs were not. And cause like that night, uh, whenever someone didn't have the sack to be the voice of reason, they just took it on the chin and they were like, you know, like pop. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do that stupid shit. Let, I know yeah. a better way, but I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah. And I was never like that. And I don't know how I never got negative paperwork, but my gunny had my back and, but that night he didn't <laughs> cause he didn't know me yet.
0: Yeah. And you, yeah, definitely. So,
1: so it, here's how it went something like this. Um, gunny it's, it's 2300. We haven't eaten since chow, you know, since noon. Um, and, you know, we're tired. If, if you know how to fix it, can't you just tell us so that we can fix it this time and know how to fix it in the future? Isn't that how this is going to work? And he's like, what the fuck did you just say? And I immediately went to prayed rest and I was like, I, I didn't mean to uh, come off as disrespectful gunnery sergeant. I just don't see why we would play with something that is so simple when the reality is if we find out what's wrong, it'll be by accident and we won't have learned anything. Just, oh yeah, we're just clicking boxes at this point. Yeah. And he was like, All right. And then he just walked away. And I was like, I just stood there and I was like, what the fuck? I was waiting for him to come back. Yeah. This motherfucker went home. And (laughs) and our sergeants come in and they're like, all right, fuck faces, what'd y'all do? And I was like, uh, fuck, dude. And we had this dude sergeant, uh, I don't remember his name, but he was basic. I, I do, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, privacy purposes. Yeah. And basically, uh, we. St- long story short, we stayed there and on a Wednesday until four something in the morning. Yeah. And finally figured it out. Yeah. they were are like, all right, go to bed. And I was like, dude, what? And so I was like, oh, thank God. And on our way out, uh, I was like, um, corporal or, or half day or what's the deal? <laughs> Bold moves and, from a young Lance and, Corporal. <laughs> and, and he was like, no, you fucking idiot. Be at work at zero six. And I was like, Oh God. Yeah, man. I was like, Oh, maybe they'll give us a half day. <laughs> and that so, never happened. And, and, and uh, we came to work the next day and guess what? We didn't stay until zero six again, but we were there until midnight. And the day after that is like 2100. And the day after that um, we worked the weekends and, and for a good, um, a good year, I would say we were working 100-hour weeks. Yeah. Man. And I I've, I've never been more, time. I've never been more disgruntled in my life because I didn't care about what we were doing. I was good at it. Yeah. And I did my job, but the whole time I was thinking I was like, dude, all we do is train. We just build stuff from scratch. None of my NCOs have a sack they just take it on the chin man no one says anything there's so many better ways to do it in the second you open your mouth the hierarchy comes crashing down on you just like you said all right and that was my issue is there's not room for intellectuals in the military it's all about conformity <clears throat> excuse me it's all about conformity
0: well i see where you're coming from my thing is like uh like i i feel you're like I take your side on this is about to turn into a debate and I just (laughs) got so excited not not really a debate but I take your side on when you're like you know why can't we just get you know the answer and just move on with it but I also take your gunny side Sorry to.
1: can I unplug this huh can I unplug this or does it have to stand okay okay all right sorry I also take
0: I also take your gunny side when he's like he's like you need to sit down and, and figure it out because that right there like it comes, it almost breaks down. I don't want to say it comes down to this, but a lot of it, it's like, well, why don't you just tell me and I have the answer and I can just move on. It's because right. I, you're gunny, you know, think about that. He's not always going to be there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. One day it might be just you and a new guy who has no idea what's going on. And you two just have to figure it out. You know, uh, that, that, that phrase, you know, like,
1: Figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Hear it a lot. I yeah. mean,
0: you hear it a lot, but at the same time, it, it packs a lot of meaning because no one's going to be there. Like, you know, I used to have a great schoolhouse instructor and he was so smart. He knew everything. And when I was learning about artillery, you know, he would in- explain something to us and he's like, here's the base. Here's how to do it. Two weeks down the road, I'm trying to do the same task he taught me. And I'm like, uh, I missed this step. And he was like. Well, I've already taught you. You should have retained it. Should have studied it. Should have understood it, and asked questions. But now, here you are, by yourself, all alone. Yeah, you man, got a you whole crew depending. Shit. Yeah. You yeah. got a whole crew depending on you to either fix it and make it fire, or this gun goes down and you're down a cannon, and then you're in a lot of trouble. And he was like, "So, figure it out." And it, it, it figuring it out. That that quote. It, it, it helps people you know kind of pull all the other resources that they they tend to forget about you know what I'm saying like people forget
1: you, to, that you 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 take the tedious trivial tasks and the harder you work for it, you actually learn from it. Yeah, definitely and and so I you know and that's what it came down to is I, I totally agree with you my gunny was right that night.
0: Yeah and, and you know it's stuff like that though that once you get out of the military environment, Stuff like that, like I feel like transitioning out of the military i mean i you've been out for how long now?
1: I've been out for let's see how many months <laughs> um five months,
0: five months right yeah, almost six months, and I've been out uh two weeks, you know, like oh we, wow. we're starting, yeah. yeah, you know like yeah. it, it's I mean you've probably already taken notice of it, but I'm finally you know just now taking notice that you can't tell people stuff like that now in a a work environment, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if someone, if you're in a work environment, someone's like, you can't make someone stay until, you know, super late to figure it out themselves. You know, you have to be that kind of like helping hand and you have to be super, super like polite and nice about it. And that's just because we're in a lot of situations now that aren't, or possibly could be life and death. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in the military, it's like you need to figure this out because one day it's probably just going to be you by yourself in a random country and you're going to have to figure it out or else you and everyone around you is going to be toast.
1: Well, and it's it's C-spot run. You say figure it out. You don't have a choice. But yeah, now that we're civilians and, and you've only been out two weeks. Yeah. That's, well, first of all, congratulations. Thanks. That's, that's really amazing. Big you, you, shout out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that, I, I mean, like, you know, but... I'm glad to be out of the military but I love the military too, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, That's no, it
1: it's a double-sided coin. If you haven't done it, you can't understand it, you yeah. know? It's a love-hate thing. Um it's kind of like touching a hot stove. You, you know, it, it seems like a, a a seems like a good idea at the time until you do it. Yeah and then it really freaking hurts, but you learned a very valuable lesson from it, which yeah, is that, a very <laughs> that stove's, that <laughs> that, stove's going to be hot.
0: That stove's hot, but it was a rush touching yeah, it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. like, man, it hurt, but what a rush. You were yeah. like, that was awesome.
1: Man, let, let's just, let's just if I may, let's just take a minute to talk about the things that you've experienced that differ from all of our peers. Think, think about Such the people as, we went to high school. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like you've got a lot, and I, I haven't... Um, I haven't gotten to hear just a whole lot of your stories. Yeah. Just, just what 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 it is that you know you feel like you need to say now that you're on the other side because uh, I don't know if it's hit you yet because it took me about two weeks. I just felt like I was on leave. Mm-hmm. It didn't even occur to me, and after about two weeks, I was like, "Dude, I I don't know how to explain it. I don't necessarily feel different, but um, but." you know, I'm, I'm a free man now. I can do whatever I need to do, and I can make shit happen at the pace that right. I want it to happen at. Right. Um, I, I don't know if that's taken effect yet. No, it,
0: it really has it because like you said, it feels like I'm on leave. It feels like eventually I'm going to have to pack up my bags and be like, all right, I'm going back, you know? Like, that's what it feels like. Like, I'm just going to do that.
1: Yeah, and like, uh, like it's not permanent. This isn't, yeah, like this isn't not permanent. Alive.
0: But the things that I've pulled from the military, I mean... You knew me a little bit when I before I got to to the Marine Corps, but, I mean, dude, I was such a douchebag. I was with the wrong people, doing bad stuff. Um, you know, I just wasn't who I should be, you know? My father definitely didn't raise me to be, like, that type in, of person. Do you mean in high school? Oh, what did I say? Uh,
1: I, well, no, I, I don't know which— Oh, uh, yeah, why I yeah was like high
0: school, high school. I was, like, you know, I was kind of just, like— I was just doing good in school, had good grades and stuff, but like, man, I was such a chotch, you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I, I love just, that. I yeah. love that phrase,
1: chotch. Yeah, yeah so I, I, was just, I, I didn't see that. I, I'm pretty sure you were always. I mean, sweet I cleaned guy. up my
0: act. Yeah, I mean, I was like nice to people and stuff, but like, I was doing stuff that I knew I shouldn't be doing. You know?
1: That's fair. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I I, I was that. doing
0: stuff where I was like, where is this really going to take me? And in, in, through the military, I learned a lot of hard lessons. You know what I'm saying? you know, lessons that um, either were taught by the end of a rank or by the end of another person's boot, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you learn those type of lessons, and I've seen the world. You know, these people, like, people... Here's the thing when I say I've I've seen the world. There are people who come out of high school and they go to college, and then on mommy and daddy's dime, they, quote-unquote, go see the world. They go to a beach, and they sit in the sand, and they, you know, eat at a few restaurants where all the waiters speak English and you know everyone's you know they're like this is another country this is the other side of the world it's like no I didn't do that it's like me and my my boys like a lot of my close friends went to these countries and yeah we got some libo and we had a good time well, we went to these countries and we met their soldiers. We met their army and we talked to them and we heard about their hardships of them growing up in a in a third world country. Yeah. And you know, we we talked to these people and and we talked to the locals and we've been to countries where the locals didn't have shit. They're coming and they're fighting over garbage because they want. Yeah, yeah. They want. They need something to eat and they can't just whip it up because there's they don't have money. They don't have supermarkets, so they would come down to the trash and fight over it and fight for food that has already been eaten by other people. Yeah. And I've seen that part of the world. Parts of the world no one will ever see because one they don't want to go there. They don't have the guts to go down there and really see what it's all about. And two it's just like who it's who's going to go there, you know? Like what's the point of going there?
1: It's like going down to Tijuana. Nobody <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody really wants to go down no, there. No, nobody wants to go to Mexico right now. Yeah, and, but
0: and that's the thing. I've seen I've seen what so many people take for granted. I've, I've seen it like people take their beds for granted, their time for granted, all these things for granted where it's like, I've seen it firsthand where these people don't have it and they've never experienced it. I'm like, you guys don't know how lucky you are. Yeah. That's what it's the the military has taught me that. And not even just being on another country, even being on a military base, you know how lonely it gets. It gets so lonely when you're just by yourself it, or it's you and your roommate in your barracks room and you're all by yourself and you're like, you're texting your friends or you're texting that one girl who's like always talking to you, but, but when they can't respond, it's just you. It's just you by yourself, hundreds of miles away from people. And then when you come home and you're on leave and you spent 500 bucks on a plane ticket and you come home and you're only there for eight days and people are like, yeah, come, I'll, I'll come see you. Or, hey, can you drive like 45 minutes to my house? It's like, dude, fuck you. Come see me. Yeah, I spent all this money and all this time to come down here, and people are like, "Yeah, oh, you know, I can probably try and come down there." I'm like, "Dude, you know, people don't want to open up their schedule and stuff." And and, dude, being in the military sometimes is fucking lonely. Shows you,
1: yeah, it shows you. It's lonely, yeah, and it it shows you who
0: cares. Just like you said, it shows you who cares because the people that I still talk to right now are the people who held it down and still talked to me while I was in the military, and people that made time to come see me when I was home on leave. And I'm like the military just shows you one who really matters and two, all the things you take for granted. Like I will never take a bed, whether it's hard as a rock or as soft as a cloud, I'll never take it for granted. My sleep. I'll never take that for granted. My time. I'll never take it for granted because not like only is your time caught up in work, but I've met Marines who are there one minute and then gone the next, you know, either with that being a new duty station or they get out or, you know, unfortunately, we've all yeah. had Marines that pass away, and it's like yeah. they're there, and in one second it's gone. Because what we do is dangerous, man. We go on deployments. We go through hard training. We go through things that could kill us. And and then, you know, you just have the natural flow of the universe that takes people away, and people don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was one Marine that uh, I knew, and we were in the same platoon, same unit. Uh, you know, we were good friends, and one day before I left for Christmas break – he was sweeping out the office right and I was like, hey man, what's up And I was walking and I was and for some reason I was in a hurry you know for some reason I was just in a fucking hurry and I'm walking and he's like, hey man, what's up And I was like, hey uh, what's up man And he was like, oh just cleaning out the office you know he's sweeping and I just didn't have time right right then and there to talk to him and sit, and sit there and just talk to him, you know what I'm saying I go, and that day I, I left, got on a plane, went home, came back and then you know two days after I come back, Here's a huge battalion formation. They're like, hey, we just got to break this down. Uh, This Marine has passed away, and uh, funeral service is going to be this time. Memorial service is going to be this time. And I was like, that time, the last time I saw him was the day I left, and I could have just taken, could have just slowed down because I was probably rushing for something so pointless, so stupid, that I could have just slowed down and talked to him and and just had a conversation with him, like all the conversations we had before. But I didn't. I just didn't. And I, because I was in a rush for something stupid. And I took it for granted. And I'll never see that guy. I went to his funeral and I watched the, you know, they put, they cremated him. It was a beautiful service and they sent him away with full honors. And I was so happy for him. But I'll never take for granted time again for something like that, you know? Silly stuff that people just take for granted because they think they're going to be around all the time. But they're not. And that's what the military's taught me, you know? And I've met a lot of friends who have passed away. And I know a lot of people who know a lot of people who have passed away and it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just what people take for granted. And it's unbelievable. And I wish, and I bet you too, I bet you wish you could just take some people and just be like, dude, if only you knew, if only you knew what, what you take for granted every single day, you dude, If we could put some of the people that we don't like the most in our shoes, I bet you they would change, you know?
1: Yeah yeah man. no that's I'm at a loss for words that's that's like really like spot on i uh i I feel like the hardest part about even this podcast for me is just you're so freshly out of the military that there's so much I've already um, forgotten. I wouldn't um, say you
0: forgot it I'd just, say like. Cause even with me being freshly out, there's things that you kind of just like suppress because you're kind of like your, your brain's like, don't, don't think about that right now. There's other <laughs> things to go about, you know, yeah. or things that are kind of just not in the main concern right now, but that's a normal thing. You know, that's a very normal thing that I've seen a lot of service members kind of do. They kind of just like, they leave it back there because right now it's not that important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, man. And I know we, we talked about this the other day and it's just crazy how vast the effect is of military service, especially in the Marine Corps, uh, on on your, you know, your mental consciousness, your psyche, all of that, because there, there, there are layers to this. Definitely layers Definitely. that uh, don't often get discussed enough. Um, the left would call it toxic masculinity. The right would probably just call it, you know, doing what you got to do, right. bolstering each other. But if, if we want to take the time to discuss like the real issue, then you just have to be able to, to see it for what it is and just peel back those layers. And I think that there's not really, it, it's, it's really admirable and I know I've slowed down a bit and it's just because it's, you know, it's kind of hitting me. I'm kind of feeling it that. Yeah you know, what we're talking about, it means something. And um, there's not a voice out there for guys like us or, or guys who have been through uh, the service that, you know, it, and hopefully there some of your listeners, some of your viewers could be prior service, but it's okay to, to acknowledge that there was an issue at some point. You Definitely. know, it, yeah. it, 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 it's like taking a, a piece of bone and breaking it and letting it reform stronger that's what the military does to you You, you yeah you break it down it comes back harder um but those those fractures will always be there and you feel that of course years later you feel that broken bone ache and and creak like a piece of petrified wood yeah and you know some of the stuff you think about it's not always um it's not always great but it's it's there and um i I just you know there's there's so much that you you know like what you said that you bury
0: yeah because in that mindset that you have right when you're in active duty right you're in your daily routine all it is is like hey show up we got work to do we're done but in those days things happen you know what i'm saying Like, you have family trouble, but, hey, your gunny's like, hey, get back to work. We got to get to work. We got it. We have a mission. Let's finish the mission, okay? So you have family issues, but you're like, right now, I can deal with that when I'm in my barracks room all by myself. So you do that. And then, you know, you could be working and working, working. Oh, you have a girlfriend problem, but, hey, your sergeant's like, hey, brother, right now we got a mission, so let's finish, you know what I'm saying? So you're kind of just like, it's all happening, but it's almost like it's not happening, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like it's kind of just not really going on. And then when you get out of the military or you go on leave, they come to light and you only have like a short time to deal with it. And, you know, being out now, I feel like, okay, well, I have a lot of time to deal with these problems. But then it's like, you know, you you deal with like, man, I miss my guys or, you know, I miss I miss being able to say whatever I wanted to say when I wanted to say it. Or I miss being able to be allowed, you know, just being a hard charger and stuff like that. You miss that stuff. And then it's kind of like a weird paradox because, like, when you're in, you miss being normal and you miss having that kind of loose structure and all these things. But then when you're out, you're like, man, I miss being tight-knit. I miss being this yeah. freaking, you know.
1: You know what's crazy is uh, everyone who, who's who been over at my place. Yeah. Tells me that it's ridiculous how clean I keep it. Yeah, and um, so earlier I was I was mentioning um, like effects that the military can have on you in the Marine Corps, especially. But um, more specifically, now that we're out, and I know that you've noticed some changes, I have too. One of the the things that is a testament to the fact that it all sticks with you, not just the good but the bad as well, is I like whenever I have people over, I, I, you know, instinctively just clean. It's crazy. Definitely. This last, this, l- this last weekend I had, um, several people over in the next morning. I got up at like, I went to bed at five 30 on a Saturday and Chloe, my service dog woke me up at seven 30. She had to, she had to pee. So I took her out and as my punishment f- to her for waking me up after only getting two hours of sleep, was a three mile run which yeah. wasn't a punishment at all because she loved it yeah <laughs> and i went the entire day without sleeping and and when i got back from the run i just started cleaning around the people who were passed out yeah you definitely know, definitely on, no, on, I feel like... on on like my floor and my couch but um
0: i i feel the same thing with with like uh like those it's it's, it's i'd say like habits i have those same habits where i just want to I just want to clean. I just want to, you know, like, when I go work out, I don't do the regular pace yourself. I'm, like, hazing myself super hard when I work out. or Yeah. And the thing that you got, like, at some point, you have to let that go in certain situations. Like, I don't want to give up the drive that the Marine Corps taught me or give up on the hard work or the work ethic that the Marine Corps taught me, but I need to let go of, like, the reactions that i have because if you're in the military it doesn't matter if you're in the marine corps it matters if you're in the military you know that when something stupid happens your first thing like if someone does something stupid the first thing you do is you like are you like are you kidding me like what's your problem man like yeah and you you kind of call them out you tell them like what they did wrong and you counsel them right there whether you know that counsel is very formal or informal but you can't do that type of stuff in the real world or or you know in this type of work environment you know things change and the attitude that you carry like when you're in the military and you're trying to get a job done you got to be that hard ass you got to be that hard ass that's there to complete the mission and that's that but when you're out now you have to be this you know keep your arms wide hey if you want to hide under the wing you can hide under the wing that's fine we'll take care of everybody you know you don't have to do your part right now just, just whenever you're ready type stuff. And it's more of like, we got to nurture you out of the nest. But you know, when you're in the Marine Corps, it's like, all right, you know, it's like when a bird, you know, hatches from the egg, the mom's like, yeah, you look about like you're ready to fly. And they're (laughs) just going to boot you out of it, you know?
1: Well, what's wild now is that, um, I'm actually a TA at, um, a, a campus and it's a community college. So there's a lot of um, transfer students, a lot of older students, you know, people who are just getting started or coming back for the first time in a long time. And I work with a bunch of elderly people because they're the, the professors and the 2 tut- They're former professors who are now tutors. And it's interesting because on a daily basis, I have situations where um, I'm dealing with someone difficult. Just Just the other day, I actually had a lady come in and she was trying to get me to schedule her an appointment for something that was totally unrelated to our business. Right. And she got tense and, and you know, took an attitude and called me young man and just put her foot down. And I was like, look, I'm trying to help
0: you. Right.
1: Then coming to the rescue is my tactful, much older professor and boss who basically tells her the same thing. I just told her and she listens. So it's hard because when you're dealing with civilians, you're trying so much right. to be tactful, not to be brash or rude.
0: Right. And, and, and military tact is different from civilian tact because yeah, your exactly. military tact's very professional, but it's still kind of blunt. Yeah. And, you but you when say you, you it how it have, is, but yeah, you know where you the line to, is. Exactly. And when you have that civilian tact, you need to be a little bit softer, a it, little bit more in touch yeah, with what they're, yeah. with where they're at.
1: It's, it's a, it's a hairline trigger, dude. And, and literally, a, you know, I've, I, I feel like I piss people off on a daily basis. And I'm like, the reality is I'm babying them. Yeah. Slowly just running circles around the, the same response. Yeah. Which without is, trying to be that stern. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I've said it once. Let me try saying it five more times a different way each time. Exactly. So that until you get that, I'm telling you no. Yeah. And, and they don't get it. They want, they want everything handed to them. Yeah. I have students asking to schedule appointments for them. I have students asking for help on exams. That are online, and it's it's a, and trying to work their way around it, and it's like, dog, we don't do that. No, yeah, and but you can't just say that.
0: And another thing, you know, this—I mean, it's sort of related, but this is something I actually want to talk about. Yeah, lay um, it on me.
1: Let's let's do it.
0: I went to go register my vehicle in the state of Texas, uh, yesterday.
1: So you had it in North Carolina. Yeah, it
0: was in North Carolina, and um, obviously, uh, I have like a a bunch of tattoos you know, um, oh, know but, this yeah, is going. and all that stuff. And, you know, like uh, in the military, you know, tattoos are like the cool thing. And, you know, like they're military tradition, some of them are just regular American traditional, yeah. but it's more of like a sign of like that culture. And, you know, like they all have like, sp- some of them have specific military meaning and stuff when it's like, these are things that you earn to put on your body and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we do like where in that culture, people see that they're like, dude, super dope. Awesome. We know that guy's story. We could sort of tell, piece it together, you know, but I had a t-shirt on and, you know, I had some shorts on and, uh, I mean, I cut my hair after I got out of the military, which is funny because I didn't cut it while I was in. I cut it when I got (laughs) out. I had super long hair. Yeah. Uh,
1: I literally fought the regulation the entire time I was in with low fades. And now that I'm out, I get a hard part, an edge up in medium fades. I had a
0: fucking super tight medium fade, cut my hair. You know, I was looking good to come in to, you know, register my vehicle and these people just saw me, and like the guy was like rolling his eyes at me. People were like staring at me, and I was like, I was like, am I coming? I dude, I was being so respectful. Like, hey, how's it going, sir? Thank you so much. How can I help? Do you need anything like else for me? Trying to be very respectful, but people are just giving me the eye. You know, like I look like some bum or something. You know, and I was like, and. You know, and then this lady, I went to go get my toll tag, and she, you know, just kept, like, giving me this eye, like, looking, she thought, it it almost seemed like she didn't want to talk to me, and it it seemed like she didn't want to let me out of her sight, because, you know, she was very dismissive with me, too, like, she didn't show me respect, I didn't feel any respect from those people, not saying I deserve their respect, or like i i expect it but i mean
1: it's a common courtesy it's a common
0: courtesy to be just nice to people right and them looking at me and you know they're like they see a a young guy with tattoos they're and you know like i'm sleeved up and people are like yeah he's just a probably just some degenerate don't even know how he was able to afford this you know
1: little registration right out of high school you served yeah in the the military and little
0: you know and not saying like oh, you should treat me with respect because I'm a vet. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just, like, you don't know people's story and stuff, and it, it's it's shocking to see because, like, and that just goes with anything. Like, the, the person that you disrespect for being old and slow on the sidewalk, that guy could have been a doctor, and you, he could have done so many great things in his life, but you just view him as, a, as an old, slow man walking down the street, and you hate him, and you call him stupid, and you're like, get the fuck out of my way. Same thing when you see a young guy, you know, with tattoos, and you're like, I don't know how this idiot's able to afford registration. He looks like a freaking bum, but, you know, I got a, a great job with great benefits, and I'm able to take care of myself and do all these things. Plus, I have a, a whole, you know, network of military members that I trust and that trust me to, to do great things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just kind of weird because in a military town, in a military environment, you go around and everyone has that kind of. Common courtesy and respect, and everyone's kind of just, like, nice to each other, you know? Well, and
1: we're in the heart of Texas. You would yeah. expect a, a similar amount of loyalty towards, you know, the fact yeah, that just you're people. a patriot. Yeah,
0: and the fact, the fact that you're just a Texan, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone loves Texans. Everyone's freaking happy. Everyone's, you know. Um, but it was just kind of weird, you know? And I was like, man, is this what we expect now? Just, like, in the regular world, just people just being mean to everybody i was like i because when you're around your boys and your men and women and you're like yeah we're all having a good time you go out to a bar people are just super nice to you yeah. and stuff oh who are you with what, what unit are you with yeah How, how's it going because we all know each other whether we don't f- personally know each other we all know each other we all know each other. Hey, we, we, know. Know each
1: other. <laughs> we talk alike so we all know each other
0: but it's like you know you get here and people are like look at this freaking burnout you know like uh, did you finish high school sir how am I, you know like are those ta- are you sure those tattoos are a smart idea do you know what you're what it's gonna look like when you get older and i'm like dude like i've been around the world i've done yeah. met so many people well, yeah. and who the like what what the fuck have you done you know like yeah. my dad said it best when he came home from vietnam he went he did two tours of vietnam and did another float around the world you know what i'm saying my man my man has been through some shit And he came to his high school reunion, people talking about, oh, I run this business, or oh, I work here, or oh, I went to New York, or I went to California. And they're like, what about you, Roy? Oh, he's like, oh, I'm in the military. Or I just got out of the military. They're like, oh. And he's like, yeah, but I've seen the world. He's like, I've seen the world. I've met people that you will never meet. I've had experiences that you will never experience. But you wouldn't know that because you're just stuck here, you know, and you're just... I don't even know how to explain it, dude. Like, it just makes me, like, I just wish everyone could experience what we experience. And it makes me sad that people um, just don't get it, you, you, know? you, you know? And what? that's why that's why I'm so, like, the military made me hella introverted, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like people anymore. I, I yeah. get burned out by being around a lot of people. Yeah. Made I, me hella introverted.
1: You, you know, it's funny you say that because canceling plans at the last minute on a Saturday night is, like, a heroin high for me. Yeah, dude, it feels uh, so good. I'll be home and they'll be like, hey, bro, you want to go get fucked up in in downtown Dallas or something or go hit the club? And it's always the same kind of mannerisms too. It's it's the guys who are like, let's go fuck bitches and stuff. And it's like, one, no. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not... that's it's just not my style. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. And, and those guys are the ones who are too afraid to talk to women anyways. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's funny because... You know, the the goal the entire time before you even set forth on this journey was to just black out. And you know what I would rather do? I would rather have some friends over, you know, get enlightened with some <laughs> some deep conversation. Yeah. And, you know, just discuss things that matter. Of course, yeah. And hang out with my dog. You know, maybe play some BP, maybe have some music on. Yeah, definitely. Go out, get some drinks and some dinner, but there's no need to do all this craziness. And so I, I feel very introverted too. But it's not bad because guess what? I'm very structured. So every day I'm I'm working out. Every week I'm spending the same amount of money on um, on food. So you know, my life is good. I've got I've got money, man. I've got. <laughs> You're, I've, you're got, I've got, I've got money, you know, I, I've saved, I don't spend money on, uh, now, actually, in all fairness, I did just buy a car that I didn't need, but, but. if nothing else, <laughs> these these guys are getting themselves grad gifts and stuff for high school or college yeah. or whatever, my gift to myself for going through the Marine Corps was getting my dream car, of course, stick shift WRX, ladies and gentlemen, just saying, yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, and, and it's nothing crazy, it's just a fun daily, but, you know, any car enthusiast would love to drive that, so, Um, I treated myself, but it's, there's nothing wrong with being introvert. If anything, I think it just is this, the, it's the mark of an intellectual because the reality is your time is too valuable to go waste on stupid shit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I, I wish more people would think like that. Um, I know we touched on this earlier uh, off air, but uh, me being someone who's freshly out of the military and then talking to someone who's either still currently in the military or getting ready to get out or already out um, what is your advice as someone who's been out of for a while to someone who's either transitioning out of the military or already out of the military
1: That that's a great question because it's actually really not something that they prepare you for because you go through TRS and all these other things but there's a uh, there's a period of limbo you know there's, right. a, there's a period where you just kind of levitate from military to post-military And no one tells you about that because whether you're going to work or whether you're going to school when you get out, there's a period where everything just seems to hold its space. You're just in this sphere of, of, you know, procrastination, it would almost seem. You feel like you're not fulfilling what you thought you'd be fulfilling when you first get out. And what I would have to say to that is you need to let yourself relax. Right. You need to take your time. (laughs) <laughs> my, my advice is is this, ladies and gentlemen: if you are getting out of the military, even if you have a solid plan, oh man, I had I had such a good plan, and I still do. But the the time that I had, the downtime that I had in between transitions, was miserable. It was miserable, right. and I had no one to confide in. No one understood. Even if you're a pogue, even if you only have one deployment, it doesn't matter what your your occupational oh, Excuse me. It doesn't matter what your specialty was. We all have the same training. And if we're being honest, you know, a deployment's a deployment's a deployment, you know, whether there's combat or not, the the one quote unquote deployment I went on, there was uh, you know, I, I don't really talk about it and I won't touch on it much, but there was uh, a training incident and we lost some people and I was, I saw the whole thing happen and I was heavily involved in the after process. And still that bothers me. Right. And you know, The training we have, the way that your military experience affects you while you're in the military, you know, closing yourself off, staying in your barracks room, staying very structured, eating three square meals a day, working out every day. And other than that, you're just studying or waiting for work or doing whatever it is that you do. When you get out, there's so much freedom that the concern isn't you're going to lose your mind and just do everything. The concern is, oh my God, I have no control here. Right. It's like... The structure is gone. It's it's like being a puppy dog thrown into a, a dog park full of a bunch of Rottweilers and pit bulls dog fighting like gladiators, man. Everyone is just in a rush to get nowhere. All these people are are just living their lives, and you just got thrown in the middle of it because you joined the military.
0: And that's all you, you knew. That's, yeah, exactly. Especially if you joined right after high school. That's all you know.
1: Yeah, you have no idea what the real world is like because the military is... is uh, is is like a evil version of Doctor <laughs> Seuss, man. It's a, it's its own it's its own thing. It's a fantasy yeah. land, but in the best and worst ways possible, you know. Definitely. And that stays with you. So when you when you hit the ground, you just got off the plane or you just got out of your car. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know everything, but I can give you my firsthand experience. When I got my DD two fourteen in my papers, yeah, I wasn't supposed to leave until the next morning. So it was a Friday. I got my papers that Friday at 8 p.m. Everything was already packed and in my car. I was stationed in Barstow, California. Everything was uh, packed in my car except for my linen, which was on my bed. And I was just going to throw it away because, you know, I had had it for a year. And I was just going to, you know, it wasn't anything crazy, something from Walmart. And I said goodbye to everybody. I didn't drink. I didn't party. I didn't have a going away. Um, I did have a going away, but it was was sponsored by the battalion. So I I didn't do anything afterwards, like go out. So I was in my room, laying in my bed with nothing in my room. I had an alarm set for four a.m. the next day because so I I have made that drive three times from oh, Cali yeah. to Dallas, and it's about twenty hours in Jeez. in one shot.
0: Yeah, I drove eighteen from North Carolina. Yeah,
1: and um, I've every time I've done it, I've been with someone else, and I've had to stop halfway because you just get so tired you can't go anymore. Let me tell you. When I got my papers, I laid in my bed for three hours with the lights off. I hadn't had any caffeine, nothing like that. I literally just laid there and I was like trying to go to sleep. I didn't realize how much time had passed because I just I kept I, – I was so – Crazy about the fact that I had my papers. I instantly drove yeah, to my shop. Done. I scanned it. I s- emailed it to three emails. I made like five copies. Put one in my car. Put one in my case. Yeah. Put one in my wallet.
0: Shit, mine are right here. I just made like thirty <laughs> copies too. Mine are sitting in my are hand really? right here. <laughs> 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 look, bro, I swear. Look, it's my hell, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, I yeah, know exactly what you're. Be feeling. be
1: that guy who gets it turned into a curtain. <laughs> yeah, good girl. Yeah, and um, man, I, I laid in my bed with my DD two fourteen held to my chest. It's actually making me emotional thinking about it because I was so intent on, on getting out, not in the sense that I was spiteful, but I was just ready to take the next step.
0: Yeah, that's because I know what you mean. We talked about it earlier too. It's yeah, the guys who say that they hate it the most and the guys who are like, you know, I don't need this. I don't blah, blah, blah. Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm going to. Grow my hair out, get the lowest fades, you know, wear my sleeves (laughs) all fucking cool and like all that. Those are the guys who miss it the most, you know? And the thing is, it's like, we, like, do I love the military? Definitely. The military and the Marine Corps itself did so much for me, mentally, physically, did so many good things for me. I met so many great people, I've learned so much about myself.
1: But it's something you can only put yourself through for so long before yeah. it takes a toll. Because it's not intermittent, people. Right. It's not. It's not.
0: And, and the thing is, it's like I'm content with my service. Yeah. I, I, I did everything I set out to do. I went, saw the world. I got promoted. I, I got the meritorious stuff, you know. I did the extracurricular stuff, you know. I became a martial arts instructor. I did this and that. And, like, I had fun. And I yeah. wasn't spiteful about it. I didn't like everyone bitches and moans. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. But, but it's kind it's of like, hard
1: not to when you're in the suck. You yeah. Know what exactly. I mean? If you've been sleeping in the same sweaty ass camis for two weeks <laughs> yeah. and you've been shitting in a hole and, and sleeping in the mud and it's hot during the day and cold at night. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, kinda and, hard not and to. And then bitch. like
0: you know, and it's like, damn, like we did it. You know, it's it's not like a can't believe I just did yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's, dude, it's, I can't believe I just did like isn't that crazy? It's like not, yo. it's
1: not, yeah, I'm done. It's it's i like i I'm done like but yeah, it's, but i did, I that. did it, I, I did, did it.
0: it, yeah, and that's 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 the thing where you know, um it's just a weird feel- it's a crazy feeling, you know, because it goes back to what my dad said, these people say that they run a business or whatever, and they've done all that, it's like that's cool and all, but like the mm-hmm. experiences that I have it's unlike anybody else's, you know what i'm saying yeah man
1: i i've i've personally i've been to. Almost the entire... I've been around just about the entire island of Japan. I've been to Okinawa. I've been to Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane in Australia. Yeah. I've been to South Korea. You know? Um, several places in the United States, of course. What other 22-year-olds do you know that... Uh, have their wits about them? They, they've got the life experience. They've got the travel Right. They've fallen in love in other countries or what have you, and you know, they're financially experienced enough to the point where they can now go about their adult lives. I, I know people who have spent the last four years going eighty thousand dollars into debt yep. and now they can't find a job. Yep. But we're we're lesser because we didn't have a plan and enlisted in yeah, the military. Definitely. We, we lived off of basically government welfare while doing what since we're in quote-unquote peacetime, is, is now, um, you know, paperwork. Right. You know, that that's the stigma.
0: And I just want that to go around to people. Like, don't ever get concerned that you're not going to be able to do something because I'll put it like this. I got out of the military, no college experience, no none of that stuff, and I got myself a job working at a corporate bank on the 18th floor, sitting pretty. You know what I'm saying? And God wear- there's an elevator. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I get to dress up real nice, and I get to work with all these people and these experienced people and bosses, and I'd never been to college, never had this crazy training or, like, these certificates. It's like, but with hard work and everything that the military's taught me, how to present myself, how to carry myself, and how to do things, and I paid attention to those things, and I accepted it. I became, you know, I was able to obtain this, and I'm happy. I'm very happy. I work with great people. I work with experienced people and do things that some people won't be able to do for a long time. And I'm super happy about that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's if you're sitting in your barracks room and you're hella worried about what's going to happen next. Trust me, you're going to be okay. You just got to take what you've learned and use it for the for the better. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I had a staff sergeant on my uh, on my deployment who told me that he got out for about six years.
0: Yeah, I've, s- I've met a few guys like that.
1: He got out for six years and came back. And, you know, you have those people who in the Marine Corps tell you that getting out is going to be the hardest part of your life. They're like,
0: this is easy. The grass
1: yeah. isn't always greener. Yes, right the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Exactly. You sure?
0: Because <laughs> I'm sitting on my big, on my say, big couch enjoying myself with a yeah, big we're, TV we're, in front of me with uh, my we're, friends. We're, sitting,
1: we're, okay. we're in a a, a, a box. One thing I will say, though, if I had to issue a definitive statement involving my outlook on leaving the military, it was entirely worth it. And now that I'm out, I know what I have to do. But I didn't know what I had to do until I realized I wasn't alone because I have people like you and other vets who are out. So those of you who are, are nervous or scared or have their issues, just reach out because... You know, there are people out there who really care. Definitely.
0: Um, So, I mean, it's a great thing. I think we're going to wrap it up right there. So one thing we always shout out at the end of the podcast and always uh, shed light on is the Veterans Crisis Line and National Suicide Prevention Hotline at uh, 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Uh, Press 1 when you dial to get to the Veterans Crisis Line. Uh, these are real people not automated voice messages Um, someone on the other line is going to talk to you they're trained professionals and they'll walk you through whatever is uh, going on Uh, if you're ever feeling by yourself depressed uh, anxiety anything like that but if it's serious please call 911 but this is a line that uh, has helped a lot of people and um, I express this to anybody who uh, ever feels this way because you're not alone trust me you can always call the hotline but before you call the hotline make sure you reach out to somebody who's around you a brother sister mother daughter best friend old friend um i mean there's nine billion people on this earth i guarantee you one person's willing to listen so um just remember that you know suicide and taking your life is a permanent solution to a temporary problem and uh it causes a spider web effect you know it's not just gonna affect you and be done with it even though you won't be around to uh you know, see what really happens, but, uh, it stretches out to everybody and, uh, it does definitely affect everyone. And I urge anybody listening to this, if you're in or out of the military or, you know, you're just, you know, you'd never experienced military life, but you are feeling down, then reach out to that hotline to reach out to a friend. Um, other than that though, you can always reach out to the, uh, show at side conversations podcast on Instagram. You can find us, uh, On email at sideconversationspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Side Convo. We have a Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Side Conversations Podcast where you guys can pledge money. And uh, you have like uh, rewards and stuff like that. uh, Super fun things. Uh, You can also find me personally on social media at Kevin Ray DeAnda. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Grayson, where can they find you?
1: I'm not on that Twitter or Facebook life, but you can find me on the gram. It's uh, grizzlygray.fit. Sounds good. That's my Insta, uh, personal training information. And, of course, vets reaching out, always, always, always willing to help. And I also stream live on Twitch, uh, both video games and IRL, but we usually just find people, talk to them about their day, and uh, just get to know everyone in the area. So um, my Twitch is grizzle. G I uh, wait oh G R I Z Z L E underscore T T V so Twitch is Grizzle underscore T T V and you can uh, follow me on there to get some quality content make you laugh make you smile maybe get to know some people and once again if you've got anything you got to get across by all means you can reach me on there too
0: for sure hey uh, once again bro so good to see you so I haven't seen you in forever so awesome cool. that you were able to come out to the show really do appreciate it. I don't know if you guys know this at home, but if you're listening to this, this podcast was literally like three hours It <laughs> took forever. To, Cause we kept taking breaks. Yeah. We actually went to dinner <laughs> in between. I swear we went to yeah. dinner. We paused it, went to dinner, yeah. came back and finished. Yeah. But, uh, I, owed him, I owed him a <laughs> meal. Cause
1: we, we had to stop several times because I'm still training my service dog, Chloe, but it, it took, it, it's dark now and I'm yeah. pretty sure I came over at like four o'clock.
0: <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like comment subscribe freaking drop a rating on everything follow us on apple uh podcasts and spotify and uh help us get to 1 million yeah help us get to (laughs) 1 million all right thank you so much guys you guys take care and we'll see you next week peace